0: Welcome to Focal Point, the podcast that shows you how to tap into the power of the internet in your business and your life. You can find us on the web at www.gihampereira.com forward slash podcast. That's G-I-H-A-N-P-E-R-E-R-A dot com. You can subscribe to the podcast, listen to all our past issues, or leave comments for us. Now it's over to your hosts, Chris Pudney and Gihan Pereira for this week's edition Welcome, Chris. Good to talk to you again. Likewise, Gihan. It's been a while since we had our last podcast. It has. You were
1: just heading off overseas and uh, the election had just been called, so we were uh, anticipating having uh, doing this uh, with you on one side of the world and me on the other side of the world and uh, talking about uh, the election campaign as it had been shaping up.
0: That's right. And uh, we didn't actually get to, Well, we're going to talk about that topic today. We didn't get to talk about it when I was enjoying myself in cold but beautiful Prague. Right. Um, and I think uh, part of the reason was that you'd moved house as well, so lots of things changing.
1: That's right. You'd moved to the opposite side of the planet, and I'd moved to uh, a few kilometres north from where I was living beforehand.
0: That's right. How's it going?
1: Good, good. <laughs> because uh, Moving from a large house to a small house has been a bit of a challenge, but uh, everything fits now.
0: Yeah, and the other thing is, like I remember, we were talking in a very early podcast about the way that you're constructing your house and uh, the way you're doing it in an eco-friendly way and actually using blogging as a way of sharing those ideas with the world.
1: That's right. It's not that house that we've moved into. That construction of that house is yet to commence, um, but we've moved near to where that's all going to take place. So I'll be able to keep a close eye on it and uh, blog the progress of, the, of that particular project. That uh, blog's been fairly quiescent at the moment because uh, we've just been... Um, Speaking with the architect and going through endless cycles of refining the design.
0: Which well, seems to be the way it happens. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So the topic that we're going to talk about is the one that we were going to talk about a couple of weeks ago, but it's the one about the Australian election. So for people outside Australia, we're going to have a federal election, the national election, this Saturday, and uh, most of the pollsters are tipping a change of government. Uh, but we thought we'd talk about the idea that really this is uh, 2007 is the first Australian election where the Internet may or may not play some sort of role. So we just thought we'd talk about what's been happening in the lead-up to the election, what the parties are doing, what other people are doing, in terms of uh, talking about the election online.
1: That's right, Kehania. Yeah, there's there's only a few days to go um, after we uh, talked it up many times in uh, preceding podcasts. Yeah, so uh, a lot has happened, um, and as you say, we anticipated that... Um, there'd be some significant and innovative usage of the Internet during the campaign. And I have to say that um, that it's really fallen short of our expectations in that regard, at least from the main protagonists, the political parties themselves, Um, and I have a theory as to why that is. But yeah, most of the innovative stuff hasn't come from the candidates in the election, except for some dude from the Family First Party, but we won't talk about it in detail. Yes, most of it has come from third parties, observers, satirists, satirists, and commentators. That's where I think the most innovative use of the internet has been during this particular campaign.
0: Yeah, we get into we'll get into some of the reasons why, but I think that's quite interesting that some people have used the internet in an innovative way, but it doesn't happen to be the two major parties. And Australia, like in the US, tends to the US generally has. It's, it's really is a two-party system. In Australia, it's very much a multi-party system, but very much two major parties. That's right, certainly
1: dominated by ALP and the Liberal Party, that's right.
0: Yeah. so, um, I mean, I've been away for most of this election campaign. Chris, what have been the highlights in terms of people using their internet for um, tracking or for even campaigning?
1: Well, well starting with campaigning... Um again, as, as we've just mentioned, the two big parties, the ALP and the Liberal Party, really haven't, uh, the highlight has been that uh, there hasn't been much of a highlight from them. They haven't <laughs> really taken full advantage of the Internet. Um, there's the Kevin07 website, which is uh, the sort of highlighting and profiling the leader of the ALP, Kevin Rudd. And I think that, that's that been a, a, probably the best effort of the two main protagonists. Uh, it's kind of a, an attempt to try and get a Web 2.0 website up and, up and running uh, supporting that particular candidate. There are blogs on there, there are links to the various ALP candidates, MySpace and Facebook pages. Um, you can
0: Kevin 07 that's Kevin Rudd who's the opposition who's trying to get into government Mm -hmm. but we talked a few podcasts ago about John Howard putting on a YouTube video and getting slammed by all the comments like mostly critical comments of people who visited the the, the video and uh, the YouTube page and had a look at the video and you know like we both thought that maybe some of them were warranted in terms of um, a foray into YouTube but perhaps the Labor Party, the ALP, learnt from that experience and decided that they were going to be so tightly control tightly controlling the message.
1: That's right, Kihan, and and that's also mirrored in um, the corresponding YouTube clips that um, the ALP have put up on YouTube. So both parties have made extensive use of YouTube and other Web 2.0 properties like My, MySpace and Facebook. Um, but in the case of the ALP, they have either c- prohibited comments on their particular clips that they've uploaded to YouTube, or they um, moderate them. So uh, they go through a moderation step before they um, appear on YouTube. So that allows them to cut out any obnoxious or dissenting uh, commentary happening, uh, appearing alongside their clips. Whereas the criticism, as you said, we had of, of John Howard's foray onto YouTube was that it was basically a free-for-all when it came to commenting. Um, and so there was a lot of, you know, a lot of really negative commentary, as well as some. Some of it was just anti-Howard tirades, but others uh, and some, some really important critical points. So. He, the message that he was trying to deliver was, was lost to some degree by the, the, the negative um, commentary that was permitted on, on his clips, on the, the Liberal Party clips. They've learned from that to an extent, because now there are lots of lots of clips uh, that the, the Liberal Party have posted to YouTube. But they still allow on some of them um, free-for-all commenting, and the same kind of thing happens. Lots of negative commentary is going up. Um, whereas on others, I, I can't understand why on some of them, Commenting is banned, uh, whereas on others it's a free for. Whereas the ALP have, have been much more controlling in terms of commenting on
0: on, on their clips. If said the ones that I saw, they were all comments were disallowed, and I wonder whether that actually happened over time. Perhaps they left it open to comments, and then the ones that were really critical, they decided to remove.
1: Is that is that possible on YouTube? Can you um, post? A uh, priori, well, uh, uh, you can delete a comment, can you? Absolutely. Oh, you can, right, you okay. can
0: disable comments and delete the ones that are already there. Right. Well, but well, I, I, the I, think uh. I think your point, Chris, is very important, that the, the whole point of Web 2.0, it's about community, it's about collaboration. It's very much about bottom-up rather than top-down. And um, fortunately, unfortunately, and I think unfortunately, our two main political parties are very much about top-down control, um, filter the policies through to the people rather than the policies that the people have elected to to serve them. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I mean, that's an interesting thing, and yet... In the 2004 American U.S. elections, presidential elections, the the internet was very widely used. With most of the candidates having blogs and uh, debates online and um, YouTube video clips, and they really used it much uh, much more effectively and and much more thoroughly than we're doing here in Australia. I wonder why.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, well, firstly, that, that that point that you made that it's. it's very much top-down as far as the two major parties are concerned. It could be that on, um, you know, I have to admit that I haven't looked at individual um, candidates' blogs because many of them have their own um, websites and there will be blogs on those. So it might be that on the individual candidates' um, web pages that they have, um, that that sort of debate does go on and it, it's a much more of a free-for-all and it's much more engaging. And, and so that's something that I should perhaps follow up and find out whether that is the case. I do recall hearing um, hearing on um, something that was on Radio National a few months ago, which which focused on the contrast between the U.S. Um, election online and and uh, the situation in Australia. Was that candidates in the United States are much more independent in terms of their fundraising and campaigning, um, and so that uh, that's perhaps why they, that they have that kind of approach in the U.S. versus here, where um, the main two main parties, all the, all the um, support comes from party headquarters kind of thing, so your campaign is funded and backed by the headquarters of the Liberal Party or the ALP, and so perhaps it's it's that arrangement that leads to a more controlled um, behaviour when it comes to uh, online campaigning.
0: Mm, I think that's a good point, because I've also heard in the US, in the, US, um, in the Uh, Certainly with Congress, leaving aside the presidential elections, that in Congress, just because you're a Republican senator or a Democrat senator or a uh, representative doesn't mean that you will always vote along party lines, whereas Mm -hmm. in Australia, it's almost mandatory that you do.
1: That's right. If, if anyone crosses the floor, you know, occasionally Barnaby Joyce from the Nationals has uh, crossed, the, crossed the floor. That makes uh, that makes headlines. Whereas, you know, on any particular bill in the United States, uh, any number of uh, any number of Congressmen and women will be crossing the floor. So, yeah, as you, you're right, there's much more independence uh,
0: from the uh, the main parties in the U.S. than there is here. Which makes your point that if if that's the case, then it makes sense that those individual candidates would be using tools like YouTube and podcasting and blogging right. to um, a demonstrate what they're doing and b get, get actually get feedback from the electorate, which, funnily enough, is what they should be doing anyway. That's
1: right. It is the House of Representatives.
0: That's right. Uh, now, actually, there's an, another thing that I'd like to point out in a related in a related way, Chris, that. You know, when I was talking about the 2004 U.S. elections, I was talking about the presidential elections, which are very much about personality because you're electing a presidential candidate, so you're electing one person, and I and I think, and I think unfortunately, um, Australian elections, particularly this one, has become very much about do you want John Howard or do you want Kevin Rudd. And it's a bit of a pity, because really, you're electing a government that's going to enact policies for the next three years, and yet we seem to have fallen into the trap of making it very much about personality.
1: Yeah, uh, but that is, I think, a side effect of... I wonder which which way around it is, Gihan. So, as we were just saying, when you vote for a representative, if it's an ALP or a Liberal representative, they end up voting along party lines. So, it's like you're voting for... You're not voting for, in my case, Kim Wilkie. Or um, Steve Irons, the two the, the two main party reps in terms of how good a job they've done at representing you on a local level, because they will all, they always vote according to what the party whip says. Yes. And so, is it because of that phenomenon, the fact that regardless of whether Kim Wilkie does a good job for you locally, you know he's always going to vote in Parliament.
0: I mean, connecting that to what we're talking about with the Internet is that officially you're voting for the party and their policies, but almost nobody really, really knows what the party's policies are. I mean, we just get them in sound bites and we see the overview of them. Mm. Um, so officially you're voting for the policies, but unofficially you're really voting for the for the person. Mm. But because we can't say that openly... Uh, certainly the parties can't say that, I mean, everyone else says that, but the parties themselves can't really say, vote for me, they, they've got to say, vote for our policies. I wonder whether that restricts some of the ways that they can promote themselves. In contrast with, say, in the US, like there are democratic nominations coming up, and there's a, a very famous um, YouTube video clip called Obama Girl. That's right. Uh, and there's a, I've seen a similar one recently about Hillary Clinton, and these are just fans, if you like, or supporters, have created their own video clips supporting the, the personalities. Uh, and I wonder whether maybe because the personality, the culture of the personality is a bit more overt in the US, to, um, things like YouTube become uh, a better vehicle for using that.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. <coughs>
0: That's now, right. Now, look, all that said, I know that you've found that there are some in-depth that the Internet has been used for some in-depth analysis of some of the politics and the parties and the campaign in a way that, that wouldn't have been available to most people in past elections.
1: That's right. So there are some, some excellent blogs being run by various commentators. So some of them are just blogs by uh, by high-profile commentators, uh, as well as there being some really good portals that have been set up offering um, uh, blogs and and, uh, and uh, video clips about uh Election campaign. So, yeah, I, I could go through those. Those, for example.
0: Well, I'm interested in knowing, like, just. Uh, I think you said the ABC has a really good one. What, what do you think? Why do you think it's good? Like, what what makes you think it's a good blog?
1: Because it's uh, it's comprehensive. It gives you, you know, it gives you a great rundown on um, on all the protagonists, some of the uh, some of, some analysis of the policy. It's got uh, it's got a subsection called Sledge, which is like a competition where. People can upload satirical videos, and they announced the winner of that last week. In fact, I posted the winning video on my I Know Funny blog uh, yesterday, which was a great. But that was song. the
0: Howard and Rudd rap song, was no, it? No, that
1: wasn't. That was one of the contestants, but the one. So that was one of the uh, finalists. But um, the winning one was a um, was like a Chinese propaganda video um, parodying Kevin oh, yes. Rudd. Particularly given that during the APEC conference he addressed um, the, the Chinese delegation in Mandarin, so a lot of uh, that made quite a lot of news. And so someone did this fabulous um, parody of a, of a like a 1950s Cultural Revolution advert, uh, sort of uh, hinging on the, this uh, Chinese guy named Ruddling. So it was really good. Um, so yeah, so Sledge was uh, so that was a real you know great uh, community-based um, um, approach taken by the ABC there, where people could uh, put together videos, upload them to YouTube, and then they were voted on by, I guess, a panel of, um, of ABC people, and, and they came up with that, that particular winner, as well as some other really uh, amusing amusing YouTube clips.
0: Well, the other one that you directed me to, which is the one I mentioned earlier, the rap song, mm-hmm. uh, the Howard versus Rudd rap song, yeah. I mean, that and that Cultural Revolution one, I'm just amazed at the quality of those videos. And you think these were put together by amateurs, but people with... Um, People who are passionate about the, about getting a point across.
1: Yeah, uh, whether they were amateurs or semi-professional, I think hmm. the guys who did the, the rap one might be uh, some professional or semi-professional comedians. But, but neither, ne- nevertheless, they were, you know, some real quality ones. And some were definitely by amateurs, but nonetheless um, really amusing and engaging. So, yeah, it was, wasn't it?
0: Which is the whole thing about Web 2.0. It's like let the community loose on some topic and you get high quality output and we talked about wikipedia some time ago where um, wikipedia the world's biggest encyclopedia has lots of information not just about broad topics but about very niche topics simply because there are people in the world for whom that's a passion and if you give them an avenue for an outlet if you give them an outlet for their passion they will happily do it at no charge and put a lot of effort into it
1: that's right and so that's that that's interesting and someone else another not protagonist but We've mentioned them in the past, and I think I've mentioned this particular um, initiative or campaign. It's the organisation getup.org.au. org. I was going to ask you about that. Right, Yeah. So they've they've had a lot of um, uh, campaigns or little initiatives during this particular election campaign. But prior to the election being announced, they ran the thing called Oz in 30 Seconds, which was the same sort of idea, let the community loose in creating 30-second political clips and then they did some fundraising and, and uh, the winning clip was um, aired, I guess it was aired during the election campaign. I haven't been watching much TV. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so given that uh, you can get these really, as you've said, a bunch of amateurs turning out these really professional um, uh, video clips, why is it that the ALP or the Liberal Party or the main protagonist, why haven't they latched onto that? I mean. The ALP uh, sorry. The, the the Libs could have picked up that uh, that Kevin Rudd propaganda one and uh, run run with that on TV. That would have that would have been great. I imagine if that had been run on TV, that would have got a lot of lot of laughs and um, you know exposed him for as a bit of a propagandist himself. So um, yeah, it, why couldn't they have? Maybe they did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I I just think there's a little bit of. Um Conservatism, and I don't mean in a political sense, but yeah. people being conservative, and maybe a little bit of fear as well. I'm sure that mo- both major parties, um, the government, which is the, the Liberal Party, who's been in, uh, now, been in government for 11 years, is scared that they're going to lose, and the ALP uh, just don't want to put anything in there that could potentially get in the way of rocking the boat of what seems to be a path to them winning. So I'm <laughs> sure there's a lot of that in there, that they're just not not willing to take a risk. Sure, yeah, tried and, tried and true methods. That's right. But, and, and yet I wonder if, okay, the election's going to be in two days' time. Uh, I wonder whether there's an opportunity for whoever becomes the next government to, in the next, in the next 18 months, to experiment with some of these tools and see how they work in an area which is relatively, in, in, sorry, in a time where it's relatively risk-free.
1: That's right, <laughs> as opposed to doing something like work choices. Yeah, that's, the, that's exactly, yes. that's the risk-taking uh, part of your... Um, of your tenure, isn't it, early on, is when you can um, maybe do that kind of experimentation, yeah.
0: And I think another another point, Chris, is that the big parties have a lot of money and a lot of support behind them and uh, a number of the smaller parties in, like some of them are very small, but uh, others, like you mentioned, the family first party, but others have, have done things in um, using the internet because it is a medium that doesn't necessarily cost as much. And uh, you don't necessarily require and um, the media to be on your side in order to get a message out there
1: yeah that's right I've seen like um some YouTube clips that um Senator Steve Fielding from Family First I think he's their only senator isn't he um mm. in the, uh, at the moment um yeah that he's um that he's done up on youtube um yes, and then one of their candidates also did something a bit embarrassing on YouTube but well, it got them some publicity at least. <laughs>
0: Uh, and I've seen the Greens. The Greens have been advertising on Facebook. Um, right. The Democrats, which is another minor party, <laughs> which is maybe becoming a very minor <laughs> party if the polls anything to go by, but they've been advertising on Facebook as well. I think that's where I've seen them. And so they're kind of tapping into that, um, that not only well young market, but not only a young market, but also the uh, the earlier adopters market, with as far as technology goes.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. And the other the other thing that has changed this time around has been Google Ads. So I don't think at uh, the last federal election that we had any of the political parties using Google Ads as a, a way of drawing um, att- drawing uh, clicks to their websites. But I have seen Kevin07 ones. I've seen ones for the Greens as well appearing on Google for all kinds of keywords. I think if I typed in... I was trying to find out some information about one of the um, independent candidates uh, for the seat of Swan that I'm voting in. I typed in her name and Google uh, Google showed up a, a Google ad for the Greens. So they've done some canny um, keyword experimentation with Google ads. And uh, oh, yeah. so I've seen the Greens and the ALP both using Google for um, to bring people to their websites and at least make them aware of
0: their policies. Mm, which is interesting because I think that raised a, a whole raft of other issues because I know that in the corporate space um, there have been some lawsuits around behaviour like that where where somebody searches for well I'm making this up but let's say they search for BMW and they go to somebody some other car manufacturer's website because they bought Google Ads for BMW so that people who search for those terms will go to somebody else's website
1: right okay I hope I haven't got the greens in there (laughs) no
0: no, but but it's interesting because I think that in the corporate space I think uh, it's clear that a company that feels like their, their name or trademark is being hijacked, can claim um, financial loss. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how that works in a community or political space.
1: Yes, I don't know. I don't know. And, and I
0: think that's something that, that may be untested and maybe something that we'll, we'll see more and more of in the future, and therefore it's something that's going to be tested in the future.
1: Right. Have you seen any use of Google Ads by liberals or national parties?
0: No, I haven't. But um, okay. I haven't been looking a lot because I haven't been in the country, so oh, okay. I haven't seen a lot of it. Right.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think I have, which is in, I don't know. So they might have made a conscious decision not to use Google for their internet advertising. They certainly have. I've seen banner ads and uh, that sort of thing from um, protect from the Greens, from ALP, from uh, the Liberals and Nationals uh, as banner ads, but not as but no Google ads from the Liberal Party, as far as I.
0: Cool. Mm. No, I, I certainly haven't. Okay. I certainly haven't. You, you, know, you made an interesting comment, Chris, that uh, a couple of times now you've mentioned that you have actually been doing some serious research um, right. before making a decision of who you're going to vote for. Um, and I wonder whether most Australians do. And I suspect the answer is that they don't. And um, therefore, I wonder whether some of these in-depth sites, like the ABC's in-depth website, I wonder how much traffic it actually gets, or whether it's just falling on deaf ears or on blind eyes. That's a
1: good question. I don't know. So it, they might get quite. They get quite a lot of traffic ordinarily. They've got quite a good page rank at the ABC front page. Yes. And they've got a prominent um, link from their main page to their um, to their election portal. So, they might get some incidental traffic as a result of that. It would be interesting to know. I guess one thing I haven't looked at is uh, because I have some forums on there, what kind of uh, activity, how much activity there is in their particular forums that they're running as well.
0: Yes, I'm I'm curious because I know, let's take it. A strange contrast, you might think, but let's say the, when, the, when the England cricket team came to Australia last year for the Ashes, mm. I'm sure, I, I know the APC website had a prominent Ashes07 link, right? 0607, and uh, I'm curious to know whether uh, what, how the volume of traffic compared between an England cricket team coming here for a popular cricket series and um, one of the most important federal elections that, we, that we've had in the last 20 the last twenty years, I guess. Right. Uh, yeah. it, it'll really be interesting because I think that will give a barometer of um, what people are actually thinking and that might, have, that might influence the, the way the parties are spending and uh, going into new things and whether they just think it's not worthwhile because really it's not going to be something that's going to give them a high return anyway.
1: Right, yeah. Well, certainly the, from the ABC, yeah, okay. It's, I was going to say the ABC isn't a good indicator because obviously they're not going to be running any adverts on their webpages pages. Um, but on commercial websites, like for instance the Australian um, newspapers website, um, I've seen a lot of advertising from the uh, from both ALP. They also have Google Ads, so I've seen their Google Ads for the ALP and the federal election website, and also for banner ads for the Liberal Party there. So they're certainly certainly spending some money in online advertising. But whether, yes. yeah, I'm not sure what the portal traffic for the ABC has been like.
0: That's right, and we're really only speculating here. Um, And I even wonder whether some of those ads on uh, online media agencies like the Australian, I wonder whether that's part of a package, and they take out media ads in the Australian newspaper, and they may get certain amount of um, advertising space on the web as well.
1: Yes, uh, it wouldn't surprise me, given that the adverts that I've seen, the banner adverts that I've seen run are pretty much banner versions of the stuff you see on television that you receive in your letterbox um, and that you see in the newspapers as well. Yeah. So I guess they're going through an agency who um, who divvy up the package between radio, television, newspaper and and online.
0: And online, that's right. Um, So, I guess we've been a little bit disappointed with um, what we thought that the election might do in terms, certainly in terms of the major parties and how they'd use the internet. Yeah. Do you think it's an opportunity lost for them?
1: Uh, Maybe for the Liberals if they lose the election, which is what people are are tipping. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think so. I think it has been. I think uh, maybe if they'd um, got things rolling a long time before, uh, you know, had got some community engagement on websites... Um, prior to the election campaign, because there was plenty of prior warning that it was going to happen, and it was a, it was dragged out. They certainly could have done something much uh, much more engaging than what's been been done this time round.
0: Yeah, and I guess the other the other point that we made like throughout this conversation is what the two major parties have done online has been the little that they've done has been fairly uninspiring.
1: That's exactly right.
0: There's the, like it's just a traditional. Um, talking head in front, uh, sitting in front of an Australian flag as somebody put it and uh, that's the extent of their advertising it's in terms of let's say a YouTube video or as you just mentioned that their online banner ads haven't been anything exciting they've just been copies of their print ads mm. and yeah. the only people who've really made something interesting and innovative have been the, the the, the amateurs or the semi-professionals who enter competitions um, you know just for, just for glory not really for much prize money I'm sure
1: that's right
0: um, but they've, they've, te- they've actually embraced the idea of Web 2.0 and the internet much more than the main protagonist have.
1: that's right and, that, and that's exactly what it's about isn't it it's about getting those getting the, the man in the street or the, the woman at the, uh, with the mouse to uh, get engaged and that's where, it's, that's where it's been working but it hasn't been working because of uh, anything that the major protagonists have done
0: that's right so as we finish up, any advice for um, Mr Rudd or Mr Howard, whoever happens to be sitting in Terribilly House, come Sunday?
1: Um, well, I, I don't know, Gihan. I think I can understand why they haven't, uh, why they might not have done it, because they really do want to control the message. It, it really is top down. But yeah, as you said, perhaps um, there's there's room for some experimentation post election, regardless of whether they win or lose. They could perhaps uh, experiment with more community orientated. Um, Community-oriented uh, um, websites after the election, and maybe I have something for us in 2010,
0: 2011. Mm, we'll see. We will. We'll see. Well, it's been interesting, Chris. We will um, wait with bated breath the result of the election on Saturday night, mm-hmm. and uh, and we'll talk again in a couple of weeks on a different topic. We will. Yeah. Thanks so much. It's been. I've missed you. Thank <laughs> <laughs> <Likewise>, you. <laughs> we'll speak soon. We'll do. Bye, Bye for now. You've been listening to the Focal Point Podcast. You can find us on the web at www.gihanperera.com forward slash podcast. That's G-I-H-A-N-P-E-R-E-R-A dot com. Subscribe to the podcast, listen to all our past issues, or leave us your comments and questions. We look forward to having you back next time.